welcome to Just One More with Joanna and Daphne, a fitness and nutrition podcast for normal people who want to be more awesome. If you have trouble deciding between Just One More Cupcake and Just One More Kettlebell Swing, this is the podcast for you. I'm Joanna Shaw-Flam. I'm an actor, a comedian, and a normal person. And I'm Daphne Yang. I'm a certified personal trainer, certified nutrition counselor, and the creator of Hit It!, New York's ultimate high-intensity interval training workout. Before we begin, remember to talk to your doctor or medical practitioner before starting any workout or nutrition plan. Uh, join us on Patreon. That is uh, the online community that we use to um, support the show and to uh, figure out where the show is going next. Um, it's a cool way to get first access to things like video um, and events that we do. Um, and uh, you can join for as little as a dollar a month or as much as a million dollars a month, I assume. Uh, we don't have anyone giving at that level, but you yeah. can be the first. Yes. Um, <laughs> we don't have it yet. 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 Sorry, we're going to vision it. <laughs> Um, but you can uh, find it either by going to our website, justonemorepodcast.com, and clicking become a patron, or you can go to patreon.com slash justonemorepodcast. Uh, but find us. We'd love to have you as part of our community. Speaking of our community, this episode came from a question from a listener, or a gentle prodding from a listener, that made me feel like a dumb idiot. Um, because, uh, so we just did our pregnancy series. Uh, and uh, I had a listener reach out during the series and she was like, hey, this is so great and I'm really loving it. Have you guys ever talked about the other side? Like how to not get pregnant? <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, how have we never talked about birth control given that chances are that like 90% of our audience either is or has at some point been on birth control? Yeah. It I seems guess wild. Just, I, yeah, I know, isn't it? And that we I, didn't talk about it. Well, and that this was a big part of our lives for many, many years. For sure. Was birth control and yeah. not getting pregnant. And yes. now, yeah, and then we entered the flip side. And yeah, so that's why I'm happy to, I'm happy we're talking about this. Yeah, me too. Um, first of all, though, I want to say we are not doctors. No, we're specifically we are not. not OBGYNs. <laughs> So we're doing our best to be accurate. We like did research and have copious notes and stuff, but you should talk to your own doctor or medical practitioner or nurse about what's right for you. And also um, check with your own insurance company about what is and is not covered because um, the cost of some of these things really depends on what your coverage looks like. Um, chances are that coverage is gonna be better than you assume thanks to the Affordable Care Act. Um, but definitely check with your insurance before you make a decision about what to use because none of these forms will be that fun if it comes with a giant bill you're not expecting. <laughs> um, so, uh, birth control. Birth control. Um, an amazing thing, like, uh, in, my, in my opinion, is non-controversially an amazing thing that allows women to make decisions about, uh, and men, to make decisions about when uh, to not get pregnant, which yeah. is an amazing thing. For sure. And I feel like, well, you and I always joke about, this was one of the first things we joked about when we started working together many, many, many years ago and we were doing nutrition counseling and you made mention how we spend our whole lives and all the, the packets we get in school and the doctor's office, it's all on how to not get pregnant and then... Uh, the, there's just a 180 degree flip 
in which it's like, okay, how do we get pregnant? There's no kind of like in between. So I think it is really great that this question came about and we kind of can go back to our roots, if you will, mm-hmm. of what we did for the vast majority of our lives. Totally. Uh, um, yeah. Um, And I also want to say, like, how, what you know and how you think about birth control really varies a lot depending on what your um, cultural background is, both religiously and class-wise and uh, racially and all of those things. So we're going to be talking from our experience while trying to include lots of different experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, you should know that, like, we're, like, full on birth control supporters. So yeah. if you're not interested in that, this isn't the episode for you. Um, so to start out with, um, if you don't use birth control and you're having sex, what are the chances you will get pregnant? Um, in the course of a year, um, basically if you are having unprotected, unprotected sex and you're not using any birth control, there's an 85% chance of experiencing a pregnancy within the course of a year. Um, so that's pretty high. Like, high enough that if you don't want to be pregnant, you're probably going to want to consider some of your birth control options. And turns out, the vast majority of people do. Um, More than 99% of women ages 15 to 44 who have ever had sex have used at least one contraceptive method at some point during that time. So, if you feel like no one's using birth control, the opposite is true. Everyone, basically, has at some point used some form of birth control if they are having sex. So you're not alone, and you're not weird, um, and uh, you're not going to be the first person to ask your doctor about it. (laughs) Um, Around 60% of all women of reproductive age are currently using a contraceptive method. So um, I think a lot of um, misconceptions about who uses contraception is based on perceptions of religion, but um, contraceptive use is common among women of all religious denominations. Uh, 89% of Catholics who are having, uh, who are like in the, they call it at risk, but it's just like at risk of getting pregnant. So that's such a weird, I know it's a weird way to say it, but like 89% of at risk Catholics and 90% of at risk Protestants currently use a method of birth control. So that's a lot. And that's a lot of the people who we culturally think of as being opposed to birth control. So like people are using birth control. Uh, Among sexually experienced religious women, 99% of Catholics and Protestants have ever used some form of contraception. So if, for example, you're a teenager in a Catholic family and you feel like you can't talk to your parent about birth control, chances are that they or your aunt has used it just because it's out there. Not saying that's definitely going to be your best resource, but like people are people out there using birth control is what I'm saying um and another thing I wanted to say before we get into this is that there's more than one reason to use contraception preventing pregnancy is one um but preventing STIs is a huge other reason to use contraception um this episode we're basically just talking about pregnancy prevention because we have another great episode about sexually transmitted infections and preventing them uh, with nurse Kim Kaiser and I will link to that in the show notes Um, So we're not talking about preventing sexually transmitted diseases today, um, but you can go to that episode and Nurse Kim has lots of great advice on that. So I wanted to start with the most commonly used form of birth control. Um, I had a hard time deciding how to categorize forms of birth control control, because like turns out there are a lot, Mm -hmm. Um, but I figured I'd start with the one, the the two that are like the most common. Um, And the, the one we're going to start with is the pill. 
The pill. The pill. I was on the pill for 13 years. Yeah. I was on it for a long time, too. Um, I feel like everyone I know was on it at yeah. some point in time. Super common. Um, for a long time, I feel like if you went to the doctor and asked for birth control, this was automatically what you got. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is it? Um, the the pill. Um, it's what your college doctor gives you. It's what your college doctor gives you. <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, there are a couple different kinds of birth control pills. One is combination pills, um, and those pills have two hormones in them, estrogen and progestin. Um, This is by far the most common kind of birth control, the kind that has the two hormones. Um, There's another kind of pill that only has progestin. Um, Those pills don't have any estrogen in them, and you have to take progestin-only pills within the same three hours every day in order to be protected from pregnancy. Um, But otherwise, similar thing, it comes in a pill, it's a hormone that prevents pregnancy. Um, with either kind, you take a pill every day. Um, when, back when I was starting on birth control, all of the forms worked where you took a pill every day for three weeks and then took sugar pills for a week and that's when you got your period. Mm -hmm. Now it's much more common that there are pill sets where you take your birth control pill for like months at a time and then take a week off. because turns out that's totally fine for your body and then you don't have to deal with your period as much. Um, which especially if you're a person who has like a reaction to hormonal cycles can be really helpful for other things. Um, four out of five sexually experienced women have used the pill. I don't know what sexually experienced means. (laughs) Is is that up for interpretation? I guess. Um, I'll link to all my sources here so you guys can decide for yourselves what you think it means. Sexually experienced women. I guess that means women who are (laughs) experiencing sex. I don't know. Um, I don't know what their qualifications are for sexual experience. But (laughs) the point is, many, you could say a majority of women who... uh, are in intimate relationships have at some point used the pill. Um, so, how does it work? I feel like probably most of the people who are taking it don't know how it works. Oh, I, I didn't. didn't know how it works. No, I didn't either. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't until like really recently. Yeah. yeah. So, the hormones in the pill basically stop you from ovulating. Mm-hmm. So, um, the way that the body makes babies is that the um, uh, body with ovaries produces eggs or has eggs that once a month they shoot down the fallopian tubes mm-hmm. and hope gets fertilized by a sperm. Um, that process of the egg leaving the ovary and going into uh, the wider productive system, uh, reproductive system, uh, is ovulation, and pills stop that from happening. So no ovulation means there's no egg for sperm to fertilize, mm-hmm. so no pregnancy. Um, and the pills' hormones also thicken the mucus on the cervix, and this thicker cervical mucus blocks sperm so it can't swim to an egg. So it's working on two fronts. That's so interesting. It's super interesting. Yeah. Um, how effective is it? Uh, if you're taking... So all of these forms, I think it's so interesting. The effectiveness information I got from Planned Parenthood, which is like a great resource website for like anything related to healthcare, um, they all separate like effectiveness with perfect use and ex- effectiveness with realistic use, <laughs> which I think is really important to think about because it doesn't matter how well something works in a perfect world. We live in a real world, and so those are the numbers we should be talking about. So if used perfectly, birth control pills are 99% effective. Um, but that involves taking them on time all the time. 
and that can be really hard to do. Um, anyone who has ever taken birth control pills has realized they forgot a day or has realized they're like, uh, you know, their pills are at home and they're at school. Um, any of those things. It's very, you know, common. Yeah. And then I would just double up. Like, like take two? I, yeah. And whether or not I was supposed to do that, I have no idea. <laughs> well, because you're talking, like, <laughs> like no one tells college. you. Yeah. Right? I was like, I guess I'll take two. Um, so, uh, in real <laughs> life. People are, like, horrified right now. Like, no. <laughs> no, I'm sure they've done it, too. Um, in real life, the pill is basically, like, 91% effective mm-hmm. uh, on average. Um, so, uh, there are other things that can lower the effectiveness of birth control. Um Vomiting or having diarrhea for more than 48 hours can uh, reduce the effectiveness, which makes sense. Um, if you're overweight, the pill might not work as well, which I feel like is a huge thing that should be talked about more. Um, uh, there's one specific antibiotic, rifampin, that makes it less effective. I always thought it was all antibiotics. That's yeah. what I was told. Yeah. Um, but for the pill, it's just rifampin. Okay. Otherwise, other antibiotics don't make the pill less effective. So there's something good to know. Um, there's one antifungal that I can't pronounce. Um, certain HIV medications, certain anti-seizure medications, the herb St. John's wort, hmm. those can all decrease effectiveness of the birth control pill. So basically, this is just a good place to say with any birth control method, talk to your doctor make sure they know everything you're taking, including like vitamins and herbal supplements, so that they can tell you if there's something that might be interfering with your birth control. Because you definitely don't want to go to the effort of getting it and taking it mm-hmm. and then have it not work. But most of the time, it's going to work great. Um, depending on what kind you use, um, it takes different amounts of time to start working. Um, but most birth control pills start preventing pregnancy in seven days or less. Um, so basically, like from when you start taking them, once you've been taking them for a week, I think all the kinds, by the time you've been taking them for seven days, you're good. Um, so, side effects. Um, pill, the pill is part of a, a collection of birth control methods that are ho- called like hormonal methods, and they have very similar side effects, uh, which can include headaches, nausea, sore breasts, spotting between periods. Um, it can have... Uh, Worse side effects or worse problems for people who smoke, people with blood clots, um, people who get migraines with auras, mm-hmm. um, people who have heart problems or have had breast cancer, uncontrolled high blood pressure, among other things. So um, again, this is why it's good to check with a doctor and specifically a doctor who knows your health before choosing a birth control method. But most people are fine to take birth control pills. Um, yeah, so like, Good things about birth control pills, uh, very common. Um, pretty effective. Pretty effective, especially if you can figure out some strategies for making sure you take them at the same time, like set a phone alarm, put your pills next to something you do at the same time every day, um, or leave them in your bag so they're always with you. Um, you know, it's not impossible mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. effectively use birth control pills. I did it for 13 years. Um, so, yeah, and there are, like, apps that will remind you and stuff. There's many technologies that will help you. Um, and it's easy. Like, taking pills is easy. They're teeny tiny, easy to swallow. Um, so, yeah. Um, things that are not as great, you have to get it prescribed by a doctor. Um, 
you have to remember it every day. Uh, and, um, yeah, it's just like a thing you have to do every day mm -hmm. and that can be hard. Also, um, if you're in a situation where it's important that, that, um, your use of contraception is private, whether that's because of your partner or your family, um, pills are physical evidence and mm -hmm. pill packs are physical evidence. And so some people don't want to have like a thing of pills in their bag because they're afraid of their parents finding them or their partner finding them, whatever it is. So, yeah, the pill. Mm -hmm. And then in terms of acquiring the mm -hmm. pill, even if there is some type of an insurance issue or lack of, um, Planned Parenthood is so awesome. I just read a huge article in Marie Claire magazine about the current director mm -hmm. of Planned Parenthood, and she is an Asian American adoptee, like from, I think, China, and she's in her 40s now, and essentially is just one of the most, I think she graduated from Harvard when she was like 17. Sure. And yeah, so it, just super committed to making all of this accessible to everybody. Mm -hmm. And also the Affordable Care Act means that insurance is required to cover birth control. So that means there is some form, if you have insurance, there is some form of birth control um, it is very likely that there is some form of birth control you can get for free. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, talk to your insurance uh, about it because if you cannot be paying through your nose for this thing, that will be great and lowers the stress. Um, so on to the next most commonly used form of contraception, condoms. Uh, so condoms are small thin pouches made of latex, plastic, or lambskin that cover the penis during sex and collect the semen. Lambskin? Yeah. <laughs> totally. Like real lambskin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Did um, not know. And basically the way they prevent pregnancy is they stop sperm from getting into the vagina. So the sperm can't meet up with the egg and cause pregnancy. Pretty simple. It's a barrier method. Mm -hmm. It puts a barrier between the sperm and the egg. So this is another one where there's a big difference between like in a perfect world and in the real world. In a perfect world, condoms are 98% effective at, at preventing pregnancy. In reality, 85% effective. Um, anyone who has ever uh, been in a high school health class and seen a bunch of high schoolers try to put condoms on bananas know why the reality is Did different. Did you guys ever have to do that? Oh, for sure. Why don't we do that at my high school? I don't know. And I'm from, like, a liberal California town. We didn't do... I mean, we had health, but we didn't have the banana situation. Yeah. That would have been so fun. I mean... It's okay. It's, like, something out of a movie. It's, you know, yes, it's very movie-like. I would have a kick out of that. <laughs> it totally is. Um, when does it start working? Immediately, as soon as you put it on. Um, but you have to use them correctly every time you have sex. Uh, so it's... Uh, Works great if you do it right and do it every time. I love um, right here. Don't leave them in hot, sunny places. That's a, yeah, so like yeah. part of the stuff that don't you're supposed that. to do, don't leave them in hot, sunny places like your car, yeah. um, like a uh, glove box. Um, check the expiration date. Condoms expire. Yeah. Um, you don't want to be using an expired barrier because <laughs> then it's not a good barrier. Um, putting them on correctly is important. I'm not sure that a banana is the most effective way to learn, but we will link to a good video about it. Um, because I know for sure there are adults listening to this who are like, I don't know that I really know how to do this. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Don't be ashamed. You can master this. 
you just need a good video, which we will link to. Yeah, maybe um, not a banana. Maybe not a banana. We'll see. Uh, only use one at a time. Using more makes them less effective. It sounds funny, but it's a thing. It's a real thing. Um, and you have to wear it the whole time because any chance that the sperm has to get near an egg or semen has to get near a vagina, then you're in danger of pregnancy. Um, the, a great thing about condoms is there are no side effects unless you're allergic to the material. Um, and if you are, there are other materials you can use. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, they're often free or cheap. Like bars in New York will often just have like a fishbowl of condoms in the front. Um, doctor's offices also have them. You don't need to see a doctor or have insurance to get condoms. You can get them at any drugstore. Um, another great thing about condoms is it's one of the main things that men can do on their own to prevent pregnancy. Mm -hmm. um, I think often the issue of birth control is seen as a women's issue, but that's not fair to women because there are two people involved uh, in uh, getting pregnant. And it's also not fair to men because uh, men need to be able to make decisions about when they want to have a baby also. Um, and so if you're a dude, condoms can feel like one of the main ways you can control that choice. Um, so if you are a man who has sex with women or a, a person with a penis who has sex with people with vaginas, uh, master condom use. It's a, a great gift you can give yourself and your partners. Downside of condoms, you gotta use them every time, you have to keep them around, you have to practice so you can use them correctly. Um, it can also be a point of tension between partners if they have different feelings about condom use. Um, you know, a realistic thing is there's a lot of pressure in uh, all kinds of relationships not to use condoms. Um, and if that's gonna keep it from being an effective way of preventing pregnancy, it's not gonna be a good form of birth control. Um, so yeah, so that's the downside. Communication is key. Communication, super key. Tagline right there. Totally. <laughs> Um, all right, next I want to talk about what I feel like is, like, the hot new thing among our demographic, mm -hmm. um, which is IUDs. Um, are all your friends getting IUDs? Yeah, so many people have IUDs. Yeah, totally. Well, actually, not anymore. Because they're all, trying to, they're all trying to get pregnant. <laughs> yeah, I would say, like, four years ago. Yeah. It was, like, the hot topic. Um, well, I did not know anything about IUDs um, before, um, but uh, they are basically a small piece of flexible material shaped like a T and it gets placed by a doctor in the uterus. IUD stands for intrauterine device. Um, and there are two types, copper IUDs. Um, there's one brand called Paragard and it lasts for 12 years. Um, and then there are hormonal IUDs, which is like Mirena, Kylina, Liletta, Skyla. These names. I know. Um, and they last between three and seven years, depending on the brand. They're like millennial girl names. They, there's a reason for that. Um, Marina. But basically, we're talking copper IUDs or hormonal IUDs. If I have a daughter, I will not name her Kylina. <laughs> That's probably good. Loretta. Although, who knows? Um, so the way that it works, it's different for the two types. The copper IUD, um, basically sperm doesn't like copper. So you put the um, copper IUD in there and it makes it almost impossible for sperm to get to the egg because they're like, no, I'm melting. Um, I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> it was very uh, interesting. Whereas the hormonal ones um, do uh, more similar things to the way the pill works. They thicken the mucus that lives on the cervix so it blocks and traps sperm. Um, and they sometimes stop ovulation 
which means there's no egg to fertilize. Um, IUDs are super effective. They're 99%, more than 99% effective, and the reason is that you basically can't make a mistake. You can't forget to take it, you can't forget to put it in, um, it's set it and forget it. I think that's why they became so popular. Totally. I think that's why they are so popular. And um, after the ACA, a lot more insurance covered it, mm-hmm. because if it's not covered, it's, it's expensive. It's like 1300 bucks. But if it's covered, um, it's, a, it's a whole different ballgame. So... Um, super effective. Um, and uh, interestingly enough, the copper IUD is also one of the most effective forms of emergency contraception, which I had no idea about. Um, but if you get a copper IUD within five days after having unprotected sex, it's more than 99.9% effective at preventing pregnancy. And bonus, then you have birth control for the next 12 years. <laughs> Didn't know. Super it's a, cool. It's a win-win. Yeah. Um, the copper IUD prevents pregnancy as soon as it's in place. If you're doing a hormonal IUD, um, it only starts working right away if it's put in during the first seven days um, of your cycle. So that's like within seven days of starting your period. If you get it a different time, you're protected after seven days. Mm-hmm. Uh, side effects. This can be really different for different people. Um, uh, a lot of people have cramping and spotting in the first few months. Um, and I have had friends who have been like, that was way worse than I expected. I've also had friends who are like, it was fine. It's no big deal. So there's kind of no way to know how your body's going to react. Yeah. it's It's been the same on my end. I feel like I've heard people say that it wasn't that painful, but then I have friends who like couldn't go to work the next right. day because the cramping was so bad. Yeah. So. So sorry to tell you, we don't know what's going to happen for you. Um, the upside... It's super effective. Set it and forget it. It lasts a really long time. You can use it while you're breastfeeding, and you can get pregnant right away after having it taken out. Downside is uh, it has to be put in and taken out by a doctor, so you pretty much have to have insurance or uh, talk to Planned Parenthood. Um, It can be painful when you get it put in. Um, There are some rare but um, scary-sounding side effects or uh, possible risks, Um, but most people... Uh, that doesn't happen and it's a super effective form of birth control so this is one where I feel kind of cheated that none of my doctors were ever like hey do you want to maybe do this time one time thing instead of taking a pill every day for like 13 13 years (laughs) that is a long time it is yeah yeah I guess like over time it just became like the normal thing to do yeah you just get so used to it yeah um so there are three more well no four more hormonal forms of birth control that I wanted to cover super fast, um, and that is the implant, the shot, the vaginal ring, which the brand name is NuvaRing, um, and the patch. Um, and these are all basically ways of delivering either estrogen and progestin or just progestin, so the same hormones as the pill. Um, the implant, you basically get like a little rod implanted in your arm, Um, and then it lasts five years. The shot you have to get every 12 weeks. Um, The NuvaRing, um, you basically like put it in like you would put in a tampon. Um, And the patch, you, I think, switch out once a week. These are so interesting. I would say of these, the one that in my mind is the most popular, I would say it's the NuvaRing. I Mm -hmm. feel like that's the one that I've seen advertised anywhere and then the next thing that i've been hearing about a lot lately is 
this shot. Yeah. Yeah. Super like interesting. Yeah. So there are different reasons I think these could be a good solution for different people. Um, talk to your doctor about it, obviously. Um, the shot is less convenient because you have to go in and get it done every 12 weeks. That being said, if privacy is a big concern for you, there's no pills to find, there's no patches to find, um, it, you just look like you got a shot. Um, if, especially if you're like on a college campus and you have regular access to a health center, maybe that means that's a good solution for you. Um, the uh, implant is good for five years, so if you don't want to do an IUD but you want something long-lasting, that might be something to look at. Um, and uh, yeah, just so many ways to get hormonal birth control. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating. Um, if you've used one of these ways, I'd be super interested in talking to you about why it was a good decision for you. Because um, when there are so many options, it can start to be overwhelming. Yeah. Um, Things have definitely changed since you yeah, and I were in college. That totally. is for sure. Yeah, no one's ever offered me any of these things. Yeah, same here. Um, so then uh, the last things I wanted to talk about were uh, the fertility awareness, which is also called the rhythm method or quote unquote natural family planning, pulling out and breastfeeding. So fertility awareness is basically when you're like tracking your cycles and not having sex during your fertile period. Um, that sounds really great. And it sounds really great to like be in touch with your cycle and all of those things. Um, Using that method is about 76 to 88% effective, which sounds high until you realize that it means that 12 to 24 of 100 couples who use it will get pregnant every year. Mm -hmm. That's like way too high for me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this method is fine if... If you're okay, if you get yeah, pregnant. Yeah, if you are okay to get pregnant. And if it's just more about cycle tracking and just having an idea of when you're more fertile and when you're less fertile. But if you were to get pregnant, it'd be totally fine. Right. So I think that, and there's a really great app out there right now called Kindara. And uh, this was recommended to me by my hormone uh, functional doctor, Robin Randisi. And then we can link to her um, website in our show notes in terms of like hormones and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if this is something that you are interested, I would say the app Kindara, K-I-N-D-A-R-A, is a, a really good place to to start. And the thing I would say is this doesn't work if you have irregular cycles. Like, it mm -hmm. wouldn't have worked for me because my cycles were a different number of days every month. So mm -hmm. I wouldn't have known when my fertile period was. So then I would not have been able to use it as an effective way to not get pregnant. Mm -hmm. If it works for you, great. Um, if you're if not getting important is a high priority for you, I would use something that's more effective. Um, pulling out. So that's basically just when you the person with the penis like removes the penis before uh, ejaculating to keep the sperm away from eggs. Um, in reality, about 22 out of 100 people who use withdrawal get pregnant every year, so that's like one in five. So again. Uh, not great if it's very important to you not to get pregnant. Um, on the other hand, it's free, so I understand it, you know, doesn't involve any uh, supplies, so I understand why people do it. Um, just know what your risk is. One of my clients is an OBGYN, and uh -huh. she calls it the pull and pray. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> um, and then the, the other thing I wanted to say is talk about breastfeeding. So um, uh, as someone who is... Uh, on my way towards motherhood, this has come up more. Um, so when you exclusively breastfeed, so you're nursing at least every four hours during the day and every six hours at night, 
and you feed your baby only breast milk, your body naturally stops ovulating, and you can't get pregnant if you don't ovulate. But breastfeeding won't prevent pregnancy if you feed your baby anything other than breast milk. So if you're doing like a combination of breast milk and formula, it doesn't work. Um, it also doesn't work if you're not feeding at the breast. So if you're pumping, not the same. I have no idea why this is true. This is so it, crazy. The, the like no mechanisms idea. of breastfeeding and ovulating and all that stuff is really complicated. Um, so, and even if it does work, it only works for the first six months of a baby's life or until your period returns. So I would say, um, if you are a breastfeeding mom and you want to make sure you don't get pregnant right away again, which is very important because your body needs time to recover, um, talk to your doctor about what methods are right for you. Um, I'm going to, or I actually already have talked about my doc, talked to my doctor ahead of having the baby, so we have a plan about how I'm going to not get pregnant again right after uh, having a baby. Um, yeah, and then the last one I wanted to say is abstinence. Like, not having sex uh, is a good way to not get pregnant, um, but it only works if you keep semen away from the vagina, and uh, in the actual moment of having sex, uh, or not having sex, but doing things that are intimate and not penis and vagina sex, um, that line can get blurry and it can be hard to hold your line about those things. So, um, again, if not getting pregnant is really important to you, probably a good idea to have other strategies at work. Do you have any closing thoughts about birth control? That was a lot of like yeah. me talking, but there's so much no, to know. Good. Yeah, I know. There's so much to know. I think it's really amazing what has changed in recent decades. Um, and I think birth control is super cool. I think it's great to be able to have control over when it is you want to um, get pregnant. I also feel like and kind of believe that there has been this notion of, well, it takes your body so, so, so long to recover after you go off birth control to get pregnant. And like, that's not necessarily true either. So um, what I think is cool, like my takeaway thought is, um, I, I wish I knew of some of this stuff in college, which was totally. when I took the pill. And I feel like it's very empowering for people to be able to pick what works best for them. And if you are on a form of birth control and are not having a good experience, talk to your doctor because there is something else you can do um, that may not cost you any more or be any more annoying uh, that might be a lot better for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like hormones are hormones and they're going to, they'll change some things obviously. Mm -hmm. And if something makes you feel like you're absolutely going crazy or if you feel super depressed or if something happens in your hormones or your body changes or your weight fluctuates or you get super bloated, you know, talk to your doctor about that because perhaps it can adjust something and then it feels a little bit more um, normal and less like you're a different person because you're on birth control. Right. Yeah. Totally. And like what's what, acceptable... Low, low dose? Is that what? Yeah. <laughs> what's acceptable what. to one person is unacceptable to another person in terms of side effects. So yeah. it's really up to you and your doctor um, to talk about what the right solution is for you. Yeah. This birth, this breastfeeding thing was very curious. Yeah. Wild. I didn't know any of that. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting how it's only if the baby is drinking from your boob. Yeah. Like not if you pump. 
wild. The body is so cool. So cool. Oh my god, the female body is one of the most amazing things in the entire world. It just knows what's up. And men, your bodies are cool too. Yeah. You <laughs> Thanks, have Daphne. cool bodies. <laughs> the takeaway, everyone's bodies are super cool. Thanks for listening to Just One More with Joanna and Daphne. Our show is hosted by Daphne Yang and me, Joanna Shaw-Flam. We're produced and edited by me. Our theme music is by Hannah vs. The Many, who you can hear at hannahvsthemany.com. We'll be back next week. You can make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing to Just One More on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. For show notes, help subscribing, and to join us on Patreon, you can go to our website, justonemorepodcast.com. Let us know what you think. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Just One More Pod, on Facebook at facebook.com slash justonemorepodcast, or you can email us at info at justonemorepodcast.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.